Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to structure your membership community. So if you have a membership site or you have a course that has a subscription component the way we do, you probably have a group and you're having to create new content for them month after month. So today, we're just going to kind of share our thoughts on what you should include, how you can include it, some things that we've learned, you know, doing ours over the past two years and just kind of help you decide what you should put in there, how you can continue to deliver to get people to stay month after month. And and most importantly, like what you can do to help get the best results for your students, because if they're not getting results, you're not getting rave reviews and you're not getting sales. So that's what we're doing today. Bobby, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. This topic I think is huge because we've, we've had a lot of discussions about the group and it's such an, it's such a huge part of our business. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before about like why you should have a group, but really I think having that like recurring revenue come in from a membership group is so huge. And I think it's, it's one of the best decisions that you convinced me (laughs) to do uh, when we started laptop empires, because I was going to just do like, I was going to advocate for a free group. I just, because that's what everybody in the blogging community does. But I think just adding, you know, like creating this thing that's really been great for our students. I think it, it provides, you know, way more help than we would be able to do if we were just doing a free group. So I think it, it contributes to more success. Um, I think it's really uh, grown our our community and made it more tight knit because I think when people pay for something, when they continue to pay for something, yeah, I mean, it, it's they got skin in the game and it's like, you know, it's something that they're it's very exclusive. Um, you know, it's not something that just anybody can join and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like it really helps create the community, but um, it there definitely is. Well, and it keeps it, it keeps it, I feel like more focused, like you're there to do work. You know, people there, there's a much lower percentage of people that are not putting the work in or not focused. You know, when you have free communities, you tend to have people that community hop and those kind of things. And I think it cuts down on that, which definitely improves the community. It does. And I think, you know, we're going to get into like what you actually need, but I think the the payment part of it, uh, because we, we talk to a lot of people that are scared to do this where it's like, they don't, mm-hmm. they're afraid to put out like a paid thing because they don't know if it's going to like hurt their image or, you know, whatever it really, I don't think it does. Uh, and the people that, that are really upset about a, a paid component to the course community probably weren't going to take, they weren't going to take your course anyway. And if they were going to take it, they might not have been super successful with it. Uh, because or might I think not have that, used the group. I mean, it's yeah, awesome. might not have, yeah. And so it's one of those things and like the urgency. So we give people a free month in the group um, to test it out and make sure it's a good fit. And you can tell that there's like a lot of urgency for people. They take the course and they get into the group and they're like, I want to start working and getting this stuff implemented. I want to get my first client. Like I want to do all this stuff before, you know, I start being charged for the group. So I think it forces people uh, to actually consume the content and start working, which if you're a course creator, like, you know, it, we all know that people take our courses and don't actually finish or they don't actually, you know, implement the the 
you know, what you teach in the course. That's just part of the game. Like people, there's just going to be a, a good amount of people that don't actually finish, but you're, you know, my goal and I know Mike's goal and your goal as a course creator should be to make sure you're putting something out there that's impactful and actually helps people do what you're teaching. And I do think that having that skin in the game, like Mike said, is, is a really big part of that. It, it pushes people and it kind of gives them that incentive to really push and make sure that the course is at the forefront of their mind. They're going to, you know, knock out the content and actually implement. So, um, yeah. there's a lot of good reasons for it. If you're somebody that's like on the fence, like, ah, oh, should I do it? Should I not? We're always going to say yes, probably. Um, <laughs> because it's just, a, it's, we felt like it's been a really good thing, but you do have to execute well, it correctly, I think, or not correctly, mm-hmm. but there's some things you can do, um, that we'll talk about that, that will help you execute it more efficiently from the beginning and just make it a better experience for the, the student. For sure. And I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a huge part. You mentioned like that I talked you into it, but if you remember back to me, it was like, you were like, Hey, do you want to build this course with me? And that was a condition. <laughs> like I was like, if I'm doing this, I remember the, the softer, nicer version. Yeah. I remember the version of, of we had a conversation, but it was probably like, no, I'm not going to do this if we don't do this. <laughs> but that was, that was really like in my mind, it, it probably was a softer conversation, but in my mind, it was very conditional. Like it wasn't going to be worth the time for me. And I, I to not do it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Just cause you, if you're earning something from it, you're, you, you know, we put so much time into that community. So, I mean, so one, you know, guys, I mean, I was like, we have to do this if I'm getting in. <laughs> so like, right. it just shows how important I think it is, but um, it's really interesting. I had a call uh, with one of our, our students who's got a, a long background in digital marketing and, and was talking to her about webinars and things like that. And she was talking about the course and, and, how she thought that we did such a good job of helping people complete the course. And the first thing that she mentioned was just how short and consumable the content was and how searchable it was. So if you're like, oh, I don't remember how to do this thing, you could go find the one 10 minute video on that topic, which made it easier to implement. And so I think that's something we talk about all the time that you guys should keep in mind. But then she's the other thing was the community where she was just like getting this paid support support community and the coaches and the students and just the motivation and, and the quick answers to the question. She's like, it's, she, she's like, I've been in a lot of communities. I've never seen a community like that, that, and it made it so much easier to complete the course. And she was like, as you know, like getting people to complete the course, like is hard. And, and that has to be your goal. And she was like, y'all did a great job of that. And so, and I really think it's, it's that community. It's, it's having it in place, having the content, the way we have it, having the, uh, which we'll talk about cause it's changed, um, and having those people to help and focus on implementation. And so I think when you are building this course community, it's a great decision from a, to, to have the paid community from a time valuing your own time perspective, like you're going to put a lot of time in it, whether it's free or paid. So you want to make sure you get value from it. And and this is another thing. Like I was just thinking this, I asked a question in a course community the other day and it's a free community. And I got one response from somebody and it was not helpful. And it was like, and I bumped it and I got no response because it's a free community. The, the course creator is not even in there. You know, so it's just a totally different vibe. But anyway, so not only do you want to have this thing, you want to make sure that your focus is on implementation. And I think that y'all will see as we start talking about how like our group has evolved, you know, your initial thing is like, how do we keep people in here? Right. And, and there's two parts of this, right? You earn more money, the longer people stay, you want to improve your lifetime value so that you can have 
more recurring revenue in your business and have a more stable business. So you got to keep people longer. But then if you want your course to be more successful, you want successful students. And so the longer they can stay in the support community, the more successful they're going to be, the better they're going to do because they're going to be more motivated. They're going to be more dedicated. They're going to have an outlet to answer their questions and all of those things. So when you are deciding what you should put in there, you want to be providing content that's going to keep people subscribing. So I think that's kind of the first focus is like, what features are you offering that are going to keep people around month to month? And then the next thing you need to be thinking about is like, what features are going to help them get results? And really like we're in this day and age of info products, right? You can get info everywhere, right? Google, YouTube, you can learn anything, right? I was changing the HEPA filter in my Tahoe in the glove compartment. There was a video on how to like take my glove compartment apart and stick it in all that, right? So you can find information everywhere. It's harder to find help with implementation, right? And so that's where the disconnect with a lot of courses are, is that they focus on the information, but they don't do well with the implementation. And if you create a good course structure, it's going to give a step-by-step blueprint and help people implement, but there's more to implementation. There's helping them overcome obstacles. There's motivation. There's, you know, answering questions, like all these kind of things. So I think for me, and maybe you have something to add here, Bobby, but I think for me, when you're thinking about the content you're putting into your membership community, you're thinking about what keeps them in the group and what helps them implement and be more successful. Like those are the two main things that I try to keep in mind when we talk about this stuff. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's huge. And I think the kind of secondary component that you have to think about after what helps the, the student be successful and, and what do they need is what is your time commitment as the course creator going to be in the group? Like what is it, it going to look like for you? Because when you have a group and especially a paid group, you know, people are paying to be there. They expect that there's going to be some interaction with either you or a team or, you know, they expect that it's going to be more than just crowdsourced answers for questions. And so I think you have to kind of think about that. And I think that was part of the reason um, we we brought on coaches before we had actually done any course sales. I'm pretty sure. I think we had two we coaches. We hired them before we launched the course. Now, that's a, the, the caveat that I'll put on that is we knew that there was a lot of demand for the course because of what we had done before, like, we had a, we a had, big wait we list. Had 900 people on a wait list. Yeah. Which still doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to sell a bunch of courses. Right. Like the things we'd we always sell 900. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we just, we felt like, okay, if there is this much demand for this course, like we're going to be, we're going to be screwed very quickly. <laughs> if it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it's just you and me in there uh, helping people. So we, we brought on coaches like from the beginning. Now I think a more normal progression would be you put out a course, you know, maybe you've done it live where you recorded the course. We've talked about that in other episodes where you actually put out the course live and then sell it later. So maybe it's just you for a while, but at some point you have to sit there and go, okay, this course, you know, this course group is going to have an impact on my life as far as time spent, how much I have to interact in the group, uh, how much I think about it, the kind of content I've got to produce. And I think it's good to think about like, what do I want my life to look like with this course. Like, let's just assume that the course is is going to be very successful uh, and it's got tons and tons of students in it. What do I want my life to look like? And uh, I think for us, it was like, we needed the help with the coaches, but it really alleviates a lot of the pressure on us to have to like constantly, constantly answer questions. We can push things to coaches. Like I did it today. I was about to jump on a podcast or I was about to jump on a coaching call and then this podcast. And uh, somebody asked me, you know, 
not a super complex question, but they asked me something that was going to be fairly involved about the Facebook pixel. And so I was able to push that to one of our coaches, Ben, and just be like, yo, dude, I got to jump on. Like, can you please answer this question? And Ben took care of him right away. Um, and so it was, it was one of those things like we have that flexibility with the coaches to be able to do that. So, um, it's things like that too. And like, how much content do you want to create and how much, um, you know, how much extra stuff do you want to give people in the group? So I think that's kind of like after, after you, you sit down and determine like, what do people need for success? It's like, you got to kind of weigh what, what do I want my life to look like? Also, uh, if you don't think about that, then you could be in a place where you're like doing too much work, <laughs> you don't, and you don't yeah. like what you're doing. So I think, well, and I, th- I think that's most noticeable in our community with the coaches, right. And specifically answering questions in the community, but it's also going to be pretty noticeable when we talk about our original content structure and our current content structure. And, and even that's evolving. But, you know, I think like for us, we knew early on the best use of our time and the best use of us helping our students was not necessarily being in the Facebook group, responding to every post, right? It was, that's why, so we, we brought the coaches in to do that. So there's a combination of right now, like students that have been doing this for two years, like our veteran students and us and our Mm -hmm. coaches all in there responding to things. And so it became this thing where we didn't have to worry about answering every question because we knew it was handled, but then we could jump in when we felt like we could add a more in-depth perspective or a unique angle or had something, you know, when we felt like it, we could hop in and add more value to the group. But in, it allowed us to focus on the content for the community that only we could do and engagement and establishing culture. Like we've spent a lot of time just building that culture in there. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the content goes, I mean, you and I creating a training and those of you listening, creating a training to help your students implement or get better results is more valuable than just the constant, you know, answering the questions. And you have to look at it from the perspective of it's the same thing. Like when you hire a VA, you have to be thinking about like, am I the only person that can do this or can somebody else answer it? You know, and there are times like in our community, there's times when somebody's working with say an online business or co- coaching or consulting client or course creator or whatever. And they're talking about Facebook ads and the best person in that community to answer that question is me right? To go in and specifically answer that because we do so much of it. But if it's a regular question, you know, let's say it's something about creating an offer for a gym. Mm -hmm. Well, I work with gyms, you know, so maybe I'm the best person, but Ben does also. Right. And so, you know, or one of the other coaches has like, they, they can chime in on that and they could chime in on the previous question I mentioned too, but it, you know, you just have to know there's a difference, right? And so it's just understanding the things that like you can bring the most value and the things where someone else can do it. And when you when you have a VA, you really start to learn that concept because there might be things like, for example, you're creating a course and you have a VA. Only you can create the content, but your VA can upload the content into the content portal, whether that's Kajabi or Teachable or ClickFunnels or whatever. And so it's just understanding, you know, and if you have somebody uploading that for you, you can go create another training in that time. So what's more valuable, you being the one uploading it or you creating the training? And so we run into that a lot and you have to really be making those kind of decisions as you're creating it. And and I think, you know, one of the really big examples of this was when we started the Facebook side hustle course and that coaching community, we were doing a live training every week, right? 
if you remember. Yeah. Like, at the very <laughs> yeah. start, we were doing a, a, a one hour. Well, it wasn't even always an hour. Sometimes a half hour. Sometimes it was two hours. But like we were doing a live training with questions every single week. And now you look at the way it's structured. And in the course of a month, we have two live trainings and two coaching calls. So it goes like live training topic, call with just me answering questions, coaching topic, call with just you answering questions. And that shift was both, it it hit both things, right? Like what you mentioned about our time and how much time we put into it, like that was a big part of it. I think it also improved the value in the group by, by getting people to stick around more, which I'll explain in a second. And then it, it helped with implementation because one of the things that we found was like, one, it was hard to continuously keep coming up with training ideas, but it was also one hour every single week that we had to commit to. And when we made that switch, it freed it up to where each of us was only doing two or three hours per week because we were either doing one or two of the trainings and then we were doing one coaching call. But at least when you were doing a coaching call, I wasn't. So that gave us a little bit of extra time to devote to other things, which was beneficial to us. But the real catalyst behind that switch was giving people this opportunity to just ask questions about whatever they were dealing with instead of us arbitrarily picking a topic and going like, okay, today we're going to talk about such and such, which may or may not be useful to them in that moment. It was, you have an hour. What is the biggest obstacle you have in your business? Ask me the question. We'll help you overcome it. And so now those calls are our most well-attended calls. They're the most beneficial calls. And it freed up time for us. And so we got the best of both worlds. And so that's why you want to think about all of these different things when you're deciding what to give, because you want to give a lot. You want to make it super valuable. You want them to stick around. You want them to get results. You also want to have, not have it become the only thing you do in your life. And (laughs) so, um, so I, I thought that was a great example of where we've been able to kind of check all of those boxes with one change. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other component to, um, it was like, you have the, you have the questions about the course where it's like, people are asking about the content, right. And like, that's where you can jump in with the live training or you can do like a, you know, coaching call or, you know, office hours. There's a lot of different things that people say, um, or you can have coaches help with that. But then there's also like the technical side of things where people are like, Hey, I can't log in, uh, or, Hey, I can't find this training file or whatever. And that's something that we brought in a community manager. Uh, and we also have kind of pulled in Aaron, who's our support guru, uh, to kind of help field those questions so that Mike and I aren't like, we don't have to go in and tell people how to log into the course. Like that's something that our time isn't best spent there. Our time is best spent creating content, doing the things that, that drive the business. Uh, other people can help us with, you know, what I'll call like the lower end questions of just tech stuff, like tech issues and that kind of thing. So that's been really helpful too. Because we can just, if we see one of those questions, we can either direct it to our community manager or direct it to Aaron, or we can, you know, just tag somebody in it or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal, but that is something that comes up a lot. There's a lot of people that even though we're in 2020, (laughs) like you'd think people are very like technology uh, savvy. There's a lot of people that just cannot figure out how to use your course in, uh, (laughs) like Mike, Mike is very non-tech savvy. I I had to email a support person today because I could not figure out how to log into the course. So I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, that's one of those things that comes along. Cause we, you know, we have people of all ages in our course. Like we have people that are anywhere from like 
20. We've had people that are like 16 that try to get in that we've had to tell no uh, to people that are, you know, in their fifties that aren't as great with computers and don't know as much. And so it's like having that kind of support element of just the tech side of things, I think has freed up a lot of our time too. And it's something you could, you could kind of think about, like if you have a VA um, you know, that's, that might be a place to kind of push those, those kind of questions over to them instead of you having to answer those kind of questions because they will come up a lot. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of different things that you can do to provide valuable content inside of your community. Right. And then we can talk about like how you can structure it, deciding what to put in there and and everything. So, I mean, the first one, the most common one is additional content, whether you're, you know, trainings live or recorded that are either more advanced or covering other topics um, or expanding on topics. You can always do that kind of stuff. On a related note, you can bring in guests to do content and trainings that are relevant to your course members, your membership people. Um, You can also do coaching calls, right? And so these can come in the form of just live Q&As. They can be like hot seat style. You know, everybody gets their turn, getting help with their overcoming their thing. We do ours very organically, but I've been in communities where they they have to submit their questions ahead of time. Right. And so some people might be doing just like everybody sends your questions and they just answer the questions. Sometimes it's sign up to get, you know, uh, four people get a 15 minute session in that one hour call, like, or it can just be how many people we can get through. Like that's kind of how I I do it, you know? So you can have these live coaching opportunities. You can do live streams instead of open calls. You can have, uh, you know, some people have forums. We use a Facebook group, you know, where you can ask questions and and do stuff there. Uh, There's post content, right? Stuff that's helpful. That's, that is a post. You can do accountability things, whether it's like a post or something to help people. Um, You can have challenges if you want to achieve a certain goal. There's, it's really anything that you can think of. Um, but what you really want to focus on is what is going to happen month after month after month, right? You really want there to be some continuity and you always want there to be things that people are looking forward to. So you want to figure out what are you doing every month? When are you doing it? And try and make it as routine as possible so people can, can know it's coming and then look forward to it. So they're more likely to stay now the volume and like what you do can vary greatly. Um, I would say what we do is a lot compared to a lot of other communities. I know other communities that charge more and they do one training per month and then questions in the group. And that's the extent of it. And that works, right? If it's high value and, you know, it, it all depends. So there's no right answer, but I mean, is there anything else I'm thinking about that like you could potentially do? It's probably limitless options. That's just, yeah, it, it can, I think it is. I think it is limitless. I do think there are times though, that we've had conversations kind of on the flip side of that where, you know, there's an additional training that we could, we could do in the group, but we're like, mm, maybe we shouldn't teach that in there because it's going to throw people off track like teaching right. them more advanced strategies that or distract really. Yeah. yeah. Cause like for, you know, for the Facebook courses um, we teach Facebook for local brick and mortar businesses. We also teach it for, for blogs, but I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with Facebook and, and sometimes like, you know, going really, really, really high end on like what you can actually achieve with a Facebook ad isn't necessarily helpful for people that are in the course to learn how to do the more simple ads, which is the, the local brick and mortar. Uh, I can ads. give a really great example of this. I've thought many, many times of 
doing a training on the different models of invoicing that agencies do. Yeah. Everything from monthly retainers, you know, uh, project base, hourly based, percentage of ad spend. Yeah. Um, there's all these different methods. And every time I think about doing that training, I don't. Because one, a lot of our community in Facebook side hustle course, they're beginners. And so a lot of those things aren't relevant to them. And something like a percentage of ad spend or a percentage of profits like can seem really appealing because it's they're not having to sell a hard number and getting paid, but it's detrimental to them because it's not something you do as a beginner. We know that like as a beginner, you should be charging a retainer, like a monthly cost. And so we just only teach that because even things like I have clients, you know, and things that we've done percentage of ad spend, but these are bigger clients and huge ad spend, you know? And then there's things like, you know, percentage of profits where you run into all kinds of issues. If you're taking a percentage of the profit or, you know, a partner in that business, there's legal issues. If you're taking a percentage of the profit, you're relying on their ability to sell. So maybe you're doing your job very well, but they're not doing their part very well. And now you're working, not making money. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can come into it. And so even though that's kind of an interesting topic that I think people might be interested in, the reality is that only the most successful students in our community that are really earning a lot in that course are going to get to the point where they need to know anything beyond the standard retainer model. Right. And so it's like, okay, do we do that training just to be complete or do we not do it because it's going to cause issues? And, And we've not done it because it could cause issues. And if you're listening to this and you're in the course, I'm sorry, like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it Um, because we just know. And if you're listening to this and you're in the course, you know that when people are starting out, they're looking for excuses to procrastinate. They're looking for things to ask questions about that aren't relevant. So the focusing on just getting a client and the last thing I want to do, you know, especially when people are like, Oh, I'm scared to charge a thousand dollars a month. I'm only going to charge 300 or whatever. We're already dealing with that issue of undervaluing, undercharging. Um, and so let's not throw, you know, a another, yeah. Throw and and you know what, this is kind of funny, Bobby, you know, we always tell if just in case there is somebody from our course listening, we always tell people about not charge, not, not charging enough and how it can impact you. I was on a call this morning in a coaching community and the guy was asking me my opinion on his media buyer because his media buyer was, wasn't charging him as much as he was expecting. So he thinks the guy isn't any good. Hmm. Think about that. He's already paying this guy, but he's thinking about spending more money on somebody else because the guy undercharged for his services. And so now he automatically assumes he's not a good media buyer. Yeah. Funny, Funny how that works. works. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So um, a little sidebar, but I thought. No, no, I mean, yeah. So I think to kind of put a bow on this, because we've talked about a, a whole lot of different things and, and not a lot of time. The the biggest things to focus on are that you need structure, right? So you need something to, like what we have is, is a good model for structure. If you want to do less or whatever, where, you know, there's coaching calls and there's something happening every week uh, for the students. They know what's happening. They know what's coming up. You know, you've got a system in place to actually help people with their questions. Uh, they've got time to talk to you. So I think the structure part is important. Um, and then the second part is just focusing on implementing, right? Like getting those things out there, getting them for, in there for the students. And then also the flip side of that, 
thinking what doesn't need to go into the course, you know, what should, or not the course, the course group, like what should you not be putting in there? What's not going to be helpful? Uh, and just making sure that you're always putting in things that are going to help people actually take the course and finish it and then start making money or, you know, whatever help your course is. Results. Yeah. yeah. They need results. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. I think at the end of the day, if you want a successful info product and a successful revenue stream coming from your group, it's got to be results driven. You've got to help people actually do the thing that you're trying to teach. I think a lot, I think that it's easy to like, forget about that as a course creator. Cause you're like, oh, I want to sell more courses and I want to, you know, make more money and, and all that kind of stuff, more students. But it, at the end of the day, it's like the impact part is a factor too. Like how much impact are you putting out there? Cause I think there's a direct correlation between how much impact you have and how much money you make in your mm-hmm. business. Uh, 1000%. And, so, you know, that, should be the overriding kind of factor of like, okay, what do we need to put in this course? How can we structure it? How can we help people implement it? How can we help people actually get the result um, that we're trying to teach and, and, you know, make some kind of change in their life and help them. So I think that that's, I think that's huge. You know, the one last piece that I want to add on to this, I think it's important to invest your own personal time into your students. There's a, this is a fine line kind of thing. And we were, I don't think we were actually going to talk about this, but I think it's important because what will end up happening in these membership communities if you produce results for people and you help them, um, you know, have some kind of big change in their life, they will become your number one biggest fans. And if you, if you kind of nurture that, they will not only be your number one fan, but they will also be the biggest advocates for your course and your, your brand and your product. Um, we have a lot of students that have been with us for a long time. uh, and we've put kind of personal time and attention into those rockstar students and we've created kind of bonds with them. And so we know that if somebody asks if the course is a good fit uh, or, you know, they're, they're curious, you know, maybe there's a student that's like kind of, you know, they're in the course group and they're, they're not uh, so sure that they're going to be successful or whatever. Like, you know, that these people that you've kind of put time into your rockstar students, they're going to swoop in there uh, and give the perspective from the student, not just you, the course creator. Cause I think that that's really important to have your, your students kind of helping other people. Um, and there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, ways to kind of create that, that bond between those kind of rockstar students. Um, but I think just even talking back and forth, asking them how they're doing, asking, like in our case, asking how their business is going. Um, you know, we did a meetup in Houston. You've done a meetup in Dallas with students, uh, where we just went to dinner and we just hung out and got to know them a little bit better. And, um, you know, that I think creates those super students (laughs) for you that they really start to contribute to the group in a big way, uh, and not only help you, you know, deliver the course to more people, but it, it makes it a better experience within the community because it's just, it's it's top down. It's not only you as the course creator are helping provide value, but now you've got your best students in there kind of lifting people up as well. Motivating so and, and showing yeah. people that it can be done and just, you know, uh, I, I think like you said, like there's just a lot of our students we've become friends with. And I, yeah. a really good example from today, one of our oldest students, BJ, just posted something just to like motivate people like in the group. And, and I, I forget, I posted some gif or something in reply and he posted this like hug gif. And I was like, that's, and it was really awkward. It was like a very awkward hug. And <laughs> I like when we meet in person, it's going to be like the most awkward bro hug of all time because we're so tight, even though we've never met, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. you know, you're going to build, you're going to build relationships like that. And that's super important. I think I, it's, we could, we're like, okay, we're going to wrap this up. Here's one yeah. thing here. I had two thoughts that came to me as you were talking. Um, just, I think lessons that like we've learned and that we're trying to implement more. Um, the first one is providing more clarity 
and direction with your content, especially over time. So now two years into this, like our membership community has so much content. And so like we're creating this new custom content portal and trying to categorize it and make it searchable and all of these things. Like we're just trying to make it easier for people to find the things they need, but then also creating resources like we did with our client acquisition workbook, where it's like, if we can put time into resources that help people make decisions and develop plans so that they can implement, they're going to be more successful. And so when you have a membership community, the content that helps people get things done is more important than just more content. And I think that feeds into my second thing, which was if I were starting out, if we were starting out again, I think I would do less in the (laughs) membership community. Yes. Um, One, because it would make it easier for us, but it can give us more time to, to build other things. But I just think there is such a thing as too much content. Like these two things go hand in hand, right? Like if there's too much stuff, it creates confusion. It creates paralysis by analysis. People don't know what to do, what to focus on, you know, which then requires that you do more stuff to guide them and get them to focus on the right things and pay attention to the right things. And so it's, which comes first, you know? And so I think it would be better off. It's better off to do less and add to it. And then it's a pleasant surprise and growth than to have too much and cut back, which can be difficult. Um, but more importantly, like you, you've got to create clarity. I think those are just my biggest takeaways and the things that I really like we met, we had our meetup and we talked about like, how can we make the client journey easier? How yeah. can we help onboard new members? How can we help them find the right content and know which content they can save for later? You know? Um, and I think those things, focusing on those things, that clarity and that direction, having that path or journey for them, it can be huge for your really make your membership shine. Yeah, no, and I, th- I think we could do a whole other podcast on like how to improve lifetime value and like how to improve you know just retaining and getting people in and and all that stuff to your group. So we could we could do a whole different thing on that. But I think we covered a lot. <laughs> so I feel like um, you know if you if you are considering a course and thinking about you know, how you want your membership community. I, I would, we highly recommend the the paid model because I think it's going to allow you to get more results for your students. Um, I think you're going to feel better about your business. It's going to make your business more stable, you know, and if you're one of those people out there that's listening, you're like, ah, but I just don't want people to say bad things about me charging. Yeah. Those people are going to, yeah, they're going to say bad, bad stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Regardless, you shouldn't be worried about what other people think about your business anyway, as long as you're helping people. So, um, so yeah, that's it, man. That's all. I think we covered a lot here. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to the channel. If you have any ideas, uh, things you'd like to hear on the podcast, let us know in the comments or email us team at laptop We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out.